All right, man, here we go. All right, here we are. It took a little minute to get everything going, but we finally got everything uh, up and running and everything. This is uh, episode one of the uh, the BBK podcast. We got uh, my boy Marcus here today. He's going to be uh, a regular on the show. I'm also going to have other friends throughout other, you know, upcoming episodes that we're going to have live and everything. And so today uh, we're going to talk about uh, the NFL draft. Next, we're going to get into uh, the NBA playoffs, state of boxing. Then we're going to end up with the, uh, the state of hip hop. So uh, first up, you said NFL draft. I think the first overall pick is easily going to be Kyler Murray. I think uh, the Cardinals are going to do a trade with the Giants and send Josh Rosen and Patrick Peterson to the Giants for about, I guess, between a second or third round pick is what I'm going to go with. Simply because Eli is getting old. It's it's about time, you know, he can get up and the Giants need to go ahead and rebuild after that dumb trade they sent Odell to uh, the Cleveland Browns. Which confused a fucking boatload of people and everything. I wish you think about that, Marcus. My opinion for this first round draft pick, I do want, I do like Kyler Murray. I do want to say he's the first round pick, but at the same time, Nick Bosa has been getting a lot of hype. And when I'm looking back on it, Arizona has not had really a great pass rusher or a big name in on their defense in how long it's been a few years yeah, it's been a few years i honestly sure. i honestly think that they should go with nick bosa but you also got to keep in mind that he did miss his whole senior season playing football because of an injury so just for safety i'm gonna go with kyler murray but i think arizona should still lean more towards going with a defense in their draft like josh rosen it was his first season Obviously, he's gonna need like some time to grow. So yeah, I say maybe give him a chance. But at the same time, if you want to be safe and you don't want to go with Nick Bosa, Kyler Murray is your safest pick for the first for the for the first pick in the draft. See me, I'll, clearly Nick Bosa, he's you know phenomenal talent. But the problem you know came across is the um, social media stuff, and uh, not too many people are too keen on uh, Donald Trump. And he's actually a Donald Trump supporter. So who knows, you know, how that would blend in any locker room, whether it's the Cardinals, the 49ers, all the way down to, you know, the New England Patriots. Like, nobody knows how it's going to mesh and how he'll rub off on his other teams because, you know, everybody knows that stuff matters in locker rooms. Like, your political views absolutely matter. No matter what people, like, try to say, like, it doesn't, that shit matters. So for him to be a Donald Trump supporter, you know, teams have to take that consideration of how he's going to blend with the other players on the team. But like I said, that's why I say uh, Kyler Murray like said, is the safest pick. You know, he's a phenomenal talent. Yeah, he's a bit undersized, just a tad bit. And, you know, me personally, I like Josh Rosen. Like you said, I think he got uh, he got a short end of the stick his first year. The Cardinals offensive line is completely trash. Um, he didn't have his best running back. His best receiver is like a, like a 35-year-old Larry Fitzgerald. I think everybody knows that Larry Fitzgerald is clearly past his prime of when he was with Kurt Warner and everything. So I think, you know, Josh Rosen, you know, he, he, got, he got the shit in the stick. 
for sure. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the playoffs and uh, the NBA. It was the first round. The Celtics uh, swept the Indiana Pacers. Granted, I think everybody knew that was going to happen. They probably thought the games wouldn't be as close strictly because of the star power that the Celtics hold. And considering that um, the Pacers are without Victor Oladipo and their best player is like probably fuck around be like Miles Turner. So, I mean, either way, the Celtics got it done. I thought, like I, said, I thought it was going to be, you know, four straight blows. It wasn't, but, you know, pretty sure the Celtics fans are happy with the outcome anyway. Did you, uh, what did you think about that series? Mm. I'm kind. Of, I'm still kind of heartbroken about the series, but I guess that's because personally, for me, I still haven't gotten over the Oladipo injury. Mm. And if and to be honest, I honestly feel like the way the Celtics have been playing, and even going and even in the postseason, if Victor Oladipo was healthy, and we're not even talking about an injury. They might not have swept them, but I had Indiana knocking Boston out in the first round. I think mm. this year it just wasn't Boston. It's just it wasn't Boston's year. I mean, I, I think me me if, if Oladipo was in, if Oladipo was in, I don't think I don't think it would have been it would have swept them, but I would have got Boston winning in six. I would have had Boston winning in six. Um, for sure, every you know last season. When uh, LeBron was still in the East and uh, the Cavs played the Celtics, everybody thought, okay, we had Gordon Herring and Kyrie. This is a different ball game. Now we see the Celtics with them, and now I think the Celtics are actually better without Gordon Herring and Kyrie, strictly because that team was phenomenal last year. Not saying it's not phenomenal this year, but I think last year's team's a bit better. It had, it had a bit more heart into it. You know, they, they showed like they, they got some willpower. And they'll go toe to toe with anybody. Now you know you're seeing Terry. He's not really getting that many touches. Tatum isn't you know getting that many touches. Gordon is in, but I, I still don't think Gordon is actually 100 percent recovered from his injury last year. And that's what I've been saying this whole entire season that I don't think he's ready just yet. I think he should have probably took a little more time off. And it came back kind of how PG came back when he had that uh, gruesome injury. And he came back for the Pacers that year. I think maybe I should have been stepped that Gordon took. I think they said I think they kind of brought him back too soon, and I don't think that team is mesh. Well, has started to really mesh that good or as good as everybody thought they would once they signed Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. I think what I do agree with that. I do agree with the whole Gordon Hayward situation, and I mean I'm also agreeing with Kyrie Irving. I think I think the issue that Boston is having was. Kyrie, of course, he came in with the mindset that it's his team. We all knew. Yep. Everybody knows that it is Ky- that is Kyrie Irving's team. We can all yep. agree on that. But even though it's your team, look at how your team performed without you. And then when you came back and you and Gordon Hayward came back, look at how you guys affected the team by trying to take over. If you guys would have took a step back and kind of meshed your and kind of meshed your way in with the chemistry that the team already had then it would have I feel like it would have been a better outcome I mean, Absolutely. Granted, like you said I mean of course you know they won the series 4-0 to all that hoopla but when I look back on it I honestly think Kyrie Irving is not going to be in Boston next year 
and I agree with you. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Kyrie ever will be a Boston Celtic next year, strictly because of um, the the leadership the leadership issues that came out. You know, back when he kind of criticized his teammates very harshly a few months back, I think that came out. As much as people are going to say that the the thing with LeBron, where he apologized, where he acted in Cleveland, that's going to play a huge role. And I'm not saying Kyrie Irving to LA as much as I would love to, because I'm a LeBron fan and I would love to see Kyrie in a Lakers jersey. But I think all that stuff is going to play a huge role in him deciding to leave, because I think Kyrie's starting to realize that, hey, leading a team isn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. And I think Kyrie is realizing that he had it great in Cleveland with LeBron and, and Kevin Love. And I think, you know, when all that comes through, I, I'm not sure he's going to want to lead a team. Whereas that's why everybody's saying, you know, if Kyrie teams up with KD, you know, KD's kind of used to being a leader. He was, you know, he's a leader in OKC, but, you know, well, I think maybe a season or two before Russ got there. And even after that, KD was still a leader of that team, that was KD's team. So I think Kyrie Irving will want, maybe want to pair up with um, KD and maybe that might be in New York. Or, you know, or he might want to go play for the you know Clippers if he want to link up with uh, Kawhi if Kawhi decides to leave Toronto, which I think is going to happen. Oh. Is as right as you are right now, definitely like I agree with both. I think I'm, I'm only frustrated with it because it's just a Kyrie Irving fan, period. Like, mm-hmm. It's gonna be a while till we see another point guard like Kyrie Irving. As far as, I mean, I know people are gonna say what they want to say. Curry has handles. This person has handles. Kyrie has. At the end of the day, Kyrie, in my opinion, has as far the best handles right now in the Absolutely. NBA. Especially like when it comes to like around the rim as far as like an elbow game or a quick jump shot Kyrie Irving also has that has my vote on that yeah absolutely. I, I, I want to see him be a leader I just feel like Boston is not the right team for him to come in and be a leader with all the draft picks that Boston has they have all these top ranked draft picks where they mainly they mainly work together and they listen to each other as mm-hmm. opposed to just listening to one person so Kyrie honestly is just not with the right team if he wants to be with a team I don't know specifically where I feel like he would go if KD goes to New York Kyrie probably will go to New York but I feel like Kyrie needs to consider if I want to be a leader which team should I end up playing for yeah and I think you said it'll be a very hard decision for him and I, I think I think it'd be a very tough decision, strictly because, like you said, I don't really, you know, have a you know team in my way. He could be the defined leader because, granted, you know, his time in Boston, you know, hasn't been long, but you know, he hasn't really shown that uh, that leadership. And uh, I thought it was very good uh, last season when Boston played Cleveland and Kyrie. I think he was only there for the Game Seven game. And I thought that was, you know, the, the craziest thing I've ever seen because I get it, you're hurt and you're not in the court, but you're supposed to be the leader of this team. You need to be at, you know, every every playoff game, let alone they're playing your former team who you know 
you know their strengths and their weaknesses. Why aren't you, you know, there every single game giving them advice? Hey, change this, start doing this, start doing that. Instead, he was home. And I think that just showed the lack of leadership skills that Kyrie Irving has. And that's why, that's why I said I think he should pair up with KD because KD's used to being the leader and they'll take that pressure off of him rather than put it on him. Because not every not every great player is a leader. And not every leader is a great, I a great player. I, de- I, I definitely agree with that. I think it's... I think it's the way that they carry themselves and what they say is what throws off, is what throws us off. Mm-hmm. It throws the fans off. Like, I mean, it pretty much, it throws me, like, it throws everybody off. What 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 I don't like is don't say you want to be a leader and then when you get the, and then when you get the chance to be one, when free agency happens, don't go to a whole nother team and then, you know, with another star player and then start complaining about how, like, you know, you don't feel like you have nothing to say anymore. You're not like the center of attention. You're not the attraction anymore. Yep. Like, don't like make up your mind on what it is that you want to do. If you know you're great and you want to be a leader, then go be a leader. A lot of great, a, a lot of players that a lot of players like, like if we like, let's take a look back and go back like when when we were kids and we were watching basketball. A lot of a lot of players that we watched growing up, some of them don't even have rings, right? And are still in the Hall of Fame. And like I feel Barkley. like and, and, and I feel like everybody's looking at, you know, Kyrie, make Kyrie and KD. Yeah, they all have rings, but I mean, what are they? What are they really? What are they really? I feel like what are they really doing to really? Say now, KD. I know he would go to the Hall of Fame. Kyrie, I'm still not really sold on Kyrie being a Hall of Famer. Now, everybody can hate me on what they believe with that, but right now, Kyrie may have one ring, but without LeBron going back to Cleveland, would Kyrie have ever won a ring? The answer is no. The answer is no. And then that's why the answer is no for sure. And that's why when I look back on it, you have somebody like Ellen Iverson, for example. Ellen Iverson ain't getting no ring. Mm-hmm. He plays the same type of way Kyrie Irving has played. They both have similar play styles. Yep. And look at him. He never left. Well, he didn't leave Philly. Philly got rid of He got traded out of Philly. Yeah. But he was loyal to his team. He was still a leader. And he's still a Hall of Famer. I don't. I feel like if Kyrie was to leave instead of just grueling it out, I feel like more people would be in line to say, like, you know, damn, like, he's really a leader. He's really grinding. He's trying to get a ring. He already has one. Let's talk about, is he a Hall of Fame caliber? I feel like when you jump jump from team to team, you're downgrading on what it is you want in the long run once you stop playing basketball. Do you really... With with that, I, I can't say that. Simply because LeBron, LeBron is my favorite player for sure. That's my favorite player. But you know, Le- LeBron has um, at this point he's he's played for uh, three teams. You know, he's played for the Cavaliers twice. He went to Miami and won those two rings down there, and then now he plays for the Lakers. Now the Lakers move is clearly you know this is where LeBron's going to end off his career. Clearly, LeBron's end is going to be in LA. That's where he's going to end off. And uh, 
everybody I remember before everybody say that him going to Miami killed his legacy and I don't think so because they try to put the title that LeBron was the originator of the uh, the quote quote super teams and uh, like I said I, I thought that was always false I think it was quite simple that you know he didn't get built around in Cleveland his first stint there so he ch- decided to leave and you know go build something with you know his best friend D Wade and they brought in Chris Bosh and you know they upgraded that team to a super uh, you know to a uh, NBA championship caliber team so they said I don't think that the jump from team to team is going to kill anybody's Hall of Fame you know status and, you know are they but I feel like but them? I feel like I feel like these super teams and stuff is why I'm honestly not starting to really care for basketball anymore like uh-huh. Like, I think, when I was a kid, I used I think to be KD a huge fan. Like, it'll be something I always watched. But I think it's because growing up, you, me, like, people our age, we're accustomed to seeing teams grind it out and actually, yep. like, see different teams play every year, see different teams in the finals every year in the playoffs. And it's like now you got the same super teams. You got the same BS that we're watching every year. And, and I feel I think, like that's taking, and I think, uh, uh, that's I taking think, everything away. That's why everybody was so pissed off with the KD decision. Because, not said go, go to the continent, but they were a super team. That's, that's three all-stars right there before KD got there. And it was like, KD lost his 3-1 lead on them. Well, him and Russ lost it. Because they, they're both to blame for that, you know, debacle. And then he just said, oh, well, they don't really need me. I need them to win the ring. I think that's what and I think that's what went through KD mind. That's why I tell people all the time that KD's decision versus LeBron decision is totally different. KD went to a team that did not need him. They had already went to two back-to-back finals. It was no need for him to go to all of this, pretty much ride the bandwagon and make that team unstoppable. Same way for Demarcus Cousins. Demarcus went there strictly not not to raise his his uh his value for the next you know, off season to get a big contract. No, it was to win a ring. That's what it was. It was to win a ring. Everybody knows that. And I think them, you know, those two, they killed the NBA with that. I really do. I think KD killed it, you know, when he came. And DeMarcus pretty much just kind of put the the, the, the icing on top of the cake when he decided to drink. Granted, he's out for the rest of the playoffs now. You know, not for anybody to be happy about that, but it's kind of like, you know, oh, well, you know, you know, maybe you shouldn't have went there. Now you see what happened. Granted, he'll probably still win, win a ring. So I think the Warriors are going to win the NBA championship. As much as I hate to say it. But I think the super team thing, it was killed by Kevin Durant. Because, like I said, he went to a team that didn't need him. It was stupid. It was stupid. And, uh, you know, now he faces all this, you know, criticism and everything. And it's starting to come out just how insecure KD is. And it's funny because the guy wants to be called, you know, labeled as the best player in the world. And I don't think he will ever get that label. In my eyes, simply because of, the, you know, the decision to go to the Warriors. You know, you can't be called the best player in the world when you got fucking three other all-stars as your teammates. And one, all, you know, pretty much, well, two all-stars, but, you know, one all-star who can hit the fucking three from the damn logo like it's nothing. Come on, it's it, you know it becomes easy to win win games, right? Right, and then when it comes to like who's the best player, and then you talk about LeBron, yeah, going to go going to a super team. Yeah, LeBron may have gone to a super team, 
and personally for me like not really a LeBron fan I mean I'm just the person that just you know I like to be the hate feel me I like mm-hmm. hate on the people I like I like to just hate on the person that's just the best just for the hell of it just yeah. to have fun but when I look at LeBron versus KD like you said KD pretty much copied and followed his shoes because if he would have stayed in if he would have stayed in OKC and you look at what they had now not even look at what they had now if OKC would have actually made the run to keep James Harden and KD there with what they have now and you're also talking you're including Ibaka and I mean they would have had you know Steven Adams they would have gotten the ring already I'm gonna LeBron, say this Kevin, 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 Kevin's problem was he didn't want to be a leader and I feel like when he went to OKC when when he did go to Golden State, a lot of a lot of people thought that you know they kept debating: is this going to be his team? You yep. know, yada yada. No, it will never. At the end of the Golden day, State will like, never be Kevin Durant's team. That's Steph it. Will never team. be Kevin Durant's team. Everybody knows that it's Stephen Curry's team. He oh. like if it wasn't for Curry, like Golden State would not be where they'd be. Like even if KD was there, I still don't think Golden State would be where they would be. Yeah. I mean, me, I'll say, I'll say this. It's going to sound crazy. Had OKC kept James Harden, I think Westbrook would have been shipped out. As crazy as that sounds, I'm kind of in an agreement to you. Yeah. Only because it's just, it's just, you have, you have, you have three great players yep. that all have one-on-one basketball not really one-on-one basketball mindsets but in reality they kind of do and they all wanted to be everybody on that team wanted to be a leader it was just too much it's just too much on that one team that you're trying to make work KD and Golden State only work because everybody knows on that team this is Curry's team but Curry is going to give you your touches like the thing with Golden State is why everybody wants to play in Golden State is because when you look at the way they play and how much fun they have, Draymond Green will get the spotlight one night. Next thing you know, you hear Boogie getting the spotlight one night. Yep. And then next thing you know, then you hear Sean Living and then you hear Sean Livingston off the bench getting the spotlight. Like, like who the hell is Sean Livingston? Of course I'm joking there, but I mean like you just like and that's why people want to go to Golden State and why it's such an attraction is because you're talking about a team that just they just like to play basketball but they like to share the ball and, and also, the difference it, it's easy. I, feel, I feel like that's why it's he went there it's easy to play there because it's no matter what there's nothing for him to do that's why yeah, he took the spotlight off and then Kevin Durant like he literally just mellowed his way in which again, going back to Kyrie's situation, that's what Kyrie should have did when he came back off of his injury in Boston. Yeah, he should he should have eased in, you know. But like I said it, it was going to be hard for him to do that, strictly because of what he you know the, the leadership that he showed in the playoffs the year prior, you know the year you know that year when he got hurt against you know early in the season when they played Cleveland and everything. It's ridiculous, you know, him not being on the bench. Helping his teammates, giving them advice, I think that's kind of what drove, you know, you know, it kind of split the team apart. Split, split the team apart clearly, and I don't think he did, you know, the right steps to bring it together. 
Like I said, I, I, I just didn't agree with it. That's why I said I think Kyrie Irving is going to team up with Kevin Durant in New York if they just, if they do decide to do that. I think that's where he'll go. It's New York because KD is going to take over your leadership and Kyrie's just going to be able to hoop. Plain and simple. He's going to be able to play basketball. He ain't got to worry about the media too much. He's got to play basketball. All right. Uh, next up, we got... um. We could talk about the uh, the Bucks sweeping the uh, Pistons last night. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that that was probably the most pitiful series of basketball ever. I watched. mean, I gotta you know, Blake Griffin, the guy played on pretty much one one leg. He showed heart, but everybody knew with Blake Griffin, without Blake Griffin. Bucks for it didn't matter. The, the if Greek Blake Greek Griffin, Greek, now that I'm winning, if Blake Griffin at least was healthy, I'm at least gonna get the Pistons at least one game. At I least one game. I can't do it. I would at least let them get at least one game. The reason why I say I can't do it, ever since I'm taking it back a little, get a little bit off topic. Ever since Embiid got into the head of Andre Drummond, he's become one of the softest big men. In the league, hands down, hands down, drums become so soft. It's crazy. I'm actually in agreement to you after after watching. I'm gonna get off topic a little bit too, but after watching after watching the after watching the 76ers and the Bucks playing during the regular season, you saw you saw Embiid and you saw. Giannis going back and forth yep. and I feel like see that's how the game should have been played Andre Drummond wants to call himself one of the like the best bigs in have, he want, right he wants to be considered one of those types you did not show that and you at had the, you had you had the chance to show it at all and you didn't show it at all yeah if you at least would have gotten at least or led Detroit to at least one or two wins then you would have started getting a little bit more word of mouth. People would have started talking about you. More. Yep. Now you just proved that, like Embiid clearly just proved his point. Yeah. Like, like you're not like, you're not the best big man. Drummond became so soft after those games with Embiid, and, it, and it's crazy because the fact that we're talking about if Blake was healthy, maybe it would have made a difference, and not okay if Drummond would have done this. It's weird, and because you know initially that was Drummond's team. Before Blake got, that's Drummond's team. Now it's looking like it's turned into Blake's team. I said, I think that happened because Drummond went and got soft after the Embiid thing. Like, that's where I look at it. Like, he got so soft, it's crazy. But, you know, any, I don't think, like I said, with a healthy Blake, three-legged Blake, four-legged Blake, I don't, I don't think it matters. It's Giannis. Giannis is a dog. He dropped 41 last night. He killed him in the paint. Uh, he subbed out. I think like six minutes left in, in the fourth. I think we're, they were up pretty much almost thirty at that point. It was ridiculous. You know, I don't think anybody, any team in the East, can stop the Bucks right now. I don't think so. And the only way I think, uh, uh, only way that'll be possible is if they stop Giannis from driving, and that's almost nearly impossible. That's nearly impossible. I know Giannis having the help of Chris Middleton. You know his 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 uh three ball. You know, it's pretty phenomenal. And also, he has uh, Eric Bledsoe, who is a dog. Like, he is a dog on the court. 
yeah. love watching like I'm agreeing with I am agree I actually am agreeing with you only team I feel like that'll give the Bucks a run for their money is Philly the 76ers I feel like are the only team and the reason why I say that is because Philly may not have been may not be playing so great right now but if MB could find a way to get healthy Embiid and Ben Simmons, like they have the defense and they have the play style to with, stop. Well, mind you, with Tobias Harris, Jimmy, and JJ, they have they have the talent to beat the Bucks. But Embiid has to stay healthy. If Embiid's not healthy, then they could just call it quits. As much as I do like Philly, but you have nobody to collapse the paint. Embiid is like really the only player that can. I feel like keep up with Giannis and can actually play defense on Giannis. I like Ben Simmons, but at the same time, you know, you're just not, you're just not, you're just not big and strong enough yet to compete with Giannis. Like when I look at Giannis, you're talking about somebody that's seven feet tall, plays literally like a point guard, yep, and literally just runs straight at you. He finishes at the rim like fucking Shaq. In all honesty, so if you see that, Giannis coming through, get out the way because he's going to dunk on you. Just ask Don Maker what happened to him. Just get out the way. And after looking at, after looking at, um, what is it? A- after looking at Monday night's game, after looking at the fourth game, I honestly, like, I believe that, like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of sold on the Bucks right now. But that's like I still I'm not fully sold on them yet because I mean is Giannis really their only player? No. Like I'm like when that. it I'm comes to their like when it comes to like the whole sec like is Giannis you know if Giannis has a bad night can the Bucks pick it up and actually pull out a dunk? And, and honestly I'm gonna say yeah strictly because like I said they ha- they they still have Chris Middleton they got uh. Brooke Lopez, aka Splash Mountain. I think that's the dumbest nickname I've heard. Then they said they, they, they have uh, Bledsoe, and then and then, and then their I forgot. They also cool. got um. They also got um. Eliasova yeah. and Mirchik coming off the bench. George so. Hill. They got George Hill coming off the bench. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon. He is hurt, but I think you know he'll come back probably by the next series, if not the series after that, if they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. But. You know they still got Malcolm Brogdon, so the answer is yes. I think I think I think they would be fine if Giannis has a bad night. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I mean Giannis. I mean the only thing Giannis really doesn't have, in my opinion, is a jump shot. In the moment if he Giannis, gets a jump shot, it's going to if, be so deadly. If, if Giannis gets a jump shot, then like it's pretty much like it's over. Milwaukee is going to be the new face of the NBA. Golden State is going to be like just out the window in my well, opinion. Well, and, and but, Golden State's already on its way out. But like you can also but at the same time, like I said I feel like Milwaukee and Philly are the two teams right now that have the two youngest players well two of like the like two young players and I'm not talking about Embiid, I'm talking about Simmons. You got two players that play specifically the same type of way I feel like whoever develops a jump shot first is going to win a championship Giannis is a jump shot away from being 
in the NBA Finals. Ben Simmons is a jump shot away from being in the Finals. Because when you look at their size and their playing style, nobody knows how to defend this type of basketball play yet. I have not seen nobody defend this type of this type of basketball now. Like now you got players in college coming out being 6'4", 6'5", talking about how I want to be a point guard. Yeah. And then you got players looking like uh, Ben Simmons out there. Was he 6'10"? Yeah. And, and, yeah. Yeah. And he's like 6'10", and he runs point guard for now, you know, at, at, at an exceptional level. And there's literally, and I mean, like, there's literally nothing wrong with that. And I feel like now, you know, only reason why I say he needs a jump shot is because the players that he has, I mean, Tobias Harris, like, not everybody comes out with, not, like, somebody's going to have an off night. Yeah. So that's why Ben Ben needs to develop a jump shot if they want to have a chance at a championship. Giannis, like you said, he has so many other players. He doesn't necessarily have to develop one right now, but when he does, then it's just Milwaukee's going to be unstoppable. I mean, me, I think Ben needs a, a jump shot more than Giannis strictly because if you watch games, you know, defenders are playing at the free throw line at Ben because he's not going to shoot. And you know that he's not going to shoot. I think the mo- and it puts it puts more pressure on his teammates more than anybody else that he needs a jump shot strictly because you know okay Ben's on the court you see JJ Reddick you know JJ Reddick you know is phenomenal off the ball so you know you gotta watch JJ Reddick every time you got Jimmy Butler still you got Embiid and you got Tobias Harris if you get Ben a uh, a jump shot and now people you know now you can't double team as much you can't go and double team Embiid in the paint you can't go and, and, and double-team J.J. Uh, coming off screens. You can't do that now because now you got to respect the fact that, oh, now he has a jump shot. Hey, he could come down and, and shoot it while it's a mid-range or a three. You know, he gets it, it's going to be over. A lot Right. There's very just, tough I feel like there's just no... Over. Yeah, and I mean, when you look at it, like you said, Butler, Reddick, like, Harris, Embiid, like, they really have no work or time to like really maneuver because yep. Simmons is always handling the ball yep. again he can't shoot so like, I'm respecting it so they can't so like you're not even giving your other players a chance to create space that's why when I watch Philly Philly unless they get in the open court and they start getting on fast breaks oh yeah that transition is, is crazy that's the only time yep. I see Philly playing well unless Philly if when Philly's not in transition I'm not sold on them they cannot play, you know, like a slow tempo basketball. That's why I feel like when you look at the Bucks, when you look at Boston, Philly is not at that type of play style yet to where I feel like, you know, Simmons, his jump shot is really starting to affect how Philly is playing right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred. It, it, it really is. It is his, you know. Not having the shooting ability, it, it kills the team at certain points. It kills it. All right. Well, we spoke on Philly, Boston. I'm gonna get. We're going into one more series, and uh, that's going to be uh, Houston and Utah. Now, Monday, Houston lost Game Four 
to Utah, and it was pretty much plain and simple. It was, it was the way how it should go. I think, in all, in all honesty, I think this loss was so bad for Houston because, granted, I know everybody should have seen it, but it exposed their offense. It exposed it so much. Houston fell in love with the three ball in the fourth quarter, and my God, was it bad. It was horrible the way how they shot the three ball. It was, it was awful <laughs> because all I seen was one pass, two passes, shot, miss, back on defense, you know, Utah slowing the pace. They're playing their style of basketball. Boom, there's a score. Houston gets the ball back, pass, shoot the three, miss. And, it's back. and, and I was just like, oh, my goodness, you know, you can cut the lead quicker if you just take some twos or you take better shots. Don't fall over the three ball. And it got ridiculous because, you know, throughout the whole game, they kept trying to throw these lobs to Capella. And I told people when Capella got the extension, all the guy here is do is to catch lobs. For all that, go get DeAndre Jordan if you want to do that. Good. Go get DeAndre Jordan. But they paid Capella just to catch lobs. And it backfired last night. Well, on Monday, it backfired. It was horrible for him. You know, Capella couldn't get a fucking alley to save his life. And I thought it was the funniest thing ever. Because they said, it exposed them. They're legit. If I can't get a three, lob it up to Capella. Or I'm just going to drive in the paint and pray I get a foul. That's that style of basketball. It's the dumbest thing ever. And the fact that Utah finally figured it out. And they finally got together. And they played their style of basketball. And Donovan Mitchell finally cut the lights on. Granted, he wasn't the star of that. I think um, Jay Crowder was the big piece of why um, Utah won. Him and uh, Royce O'Neal's defense and also Ricky Rubio's defense. I think those three are the big reason why they won that game, not just Donovan Mitchell finally cutting the lights on. Because we all know the kid can score, but it's like, well, what else is he doing? Because it was most times where I see him playing defense behind James Harden. And uh, I think that's not how you play defense. You don't play defense behind the player, let alone a a shooter like James Harden. I don't think that's the best way to play defense, but, you know, to each his own. But um, Utah finally figured it out. And I think if Utah grabs one more, if Utah go and grab um, game five in Houston, I think it's going to get really bad for Houston real quick. Grand, I think Houston's going to win. I think Houston's going to win game five in Houston. But if they don't, it's going to get really bad for Houston. And we could possibly see them blow a 3-0 lead in the first round. I'm definitely agreeing on that. I feel like if Houston doesn't win this next game, Utah might, it like probably will end up winning the series. Yep. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, they also have all the momentum in the world right now. And I mean... As much of a James Harden fan that I am, like, yes, like, his jump back, like, I mean, we're not going to see a player or another shooting guard like James Harden for a while. There's just nobody with his type of play. And, I mean, as far as, like, James Harden, like, when you watch him, this dude looks like he moves so slow, but he's so poised and moves so smooth and, like, glides across the court with the ball that, you know. It's poetry in motion. I'm just surprised that he still has yet to really not even not even so much have a ring, go to a finals or anything, because you've had so many chances to you, you know, have so much hype and then comes the playoffs, you choke. 
Yeah. And I mean, even though I'm kind of going to bring up college basketball for a second, James Harden, you honestly remind me sometimes of Georgetown Hoyas. People are going to hate me as much as they want about it. But when you look back at Georgetown, Georgetown used to also be one of those top tier college basketball teams. They always were. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, they're not anymore now. But when you look back at it, Georgetown was always up there as far as their talent going to tournaments. They were always a high seed in a tournament. And now when you look back on it, Georgetown always choked when it came to when it came to when it came tournament time. James Harden, same thing. You run the NBA like you pretty much run the league like you're always the biggest hype now. And all we really hear about in the media but then come playoff time, you just choke. Right. And I feel like, you know, this also goes to an MVP conversation. If James Harden wins MVP this year over Giannis, I'm completely done with basketball. Same. I'll, 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 I'm I'll completely say I'll done be, with I'll be 100% done with the NBA if James Harden gets MVP over Giannis. It's, it, it, it'll, be, it, it'll be a robbery. 100% it'll be a robbery. Even if the Buck, well, I feel like the Bucks are going to make it further than Houston anyway. But if for whatever reason Houston ends up going further than the Bucks, I still feel like Giannis still has a right to be like an MVP. Even but, if so, let me ask you even if quick. Houston let me ask you does get, well, well, let me cut you off. Let me ask you this: What you saying that? <clears throat> let's say Houston gets past Utah. And Houston will indeed play the, the Warriors because the Warriors are going to beat the Clippers. If Houston gets past Utah and beat the Warriors, there's no other team in the West that's going to stop Houston. Okay, like, no, there's no other team that's going to stop And let's say Milwaukee runs the, the whole entire East and they make it to the finals. And you've got Houston versus Milwaukee. Who's winning the finals in how many games? I'm going with I'm going with the Bucks, and I'm honestly I'm gonna go with the Bucks in in six. I'm gonna go with the Bucks in six. Bucks in six. Ooh. I only say I I only say six because you're talking about two MVPs where we all know once James Harden goes off, James Harden. It's kind of like Curry. Once, once those two players go off, mm-hmm. there's really, there's, there's, there's just no stopping these two players. Yeah. Same thing with Giannis. So I honestly, I only say six because I feel like it's going to be a dogfight. There's so much hype, and when you look back at it, and looking back at the scores, yeah, Houston may have lost last night, but when you just look at how much they, they've been blowing out Utah, they've been blowing out teams just period as of late I feel like you know if James Harden I feel like looking at these scores he's tired of people talking about you know like I don't play any defense people calling me a choker and Mm -hmm. I feel like he's starting to prove his case Yeah, that's the only reason why I give him six because I feel like now he might show up now that he's now that now that he's MVP now that all the hype is here and now he has a chance to prove it. He's he has proven it, but I don't want to jinx it yet. See me, 
in that, if it was get down to Milwaukee and Houston, I'm gonna take Milwaukee in three. No, I said three in seven. I got Milwaukee winning in seven because if Milwaukee's smart, you're going to put Giannis on James Harden. After you're, you're going to put Giannis on James Harden. And the problem that the um, the problem that Houston will run into will be how to match up. Because yeah, you're going to have Chris Paul and Bledsoe. You know, you're going to put uh, PJ Tucker on you know whoever. You know, you're probably going to put PJ Tucker on Giannis. As crazy as that's going to sound. <laughs> but I mean, PJ Tucker's really their only defensive yeah. count. Like, they're yeah. only really locked down. And, and, and I think it's going to come down to the matchup of Brooke Lopez versus Clint Capella. Because now you're not going to have your best rebounder on your team and Capella in the paint because Brooke Lopez, is, you know, he's a stretch big. He's like, he can absolutely stretch the floor. So therefore, yeah. he has to check him out there. So, that, okay. That's gonna leave up the floor for Giannis pretty much to go to work on PJ Tucker. That's you know, that's yeah. In the words of Shaq, that's barbecue chicken. It's easy money. He's gonna kill him, and I think it'll be tough for Houston to score unless like you know they're gonna jack up Breeze all day. And everybody knows that's not gonna work against against Milwaukee. That's not gonna work at all. Jacking Breeze is not gonna work. I don't think I think Milwaukee will win that win that series in seven. And I really got Milwaukee, depending on who they play. My favorite to win a championship this year probably would be Milwaukee. If they make it there. They're my favorites to win. Granted, you know, like I said earlier, I think Golden State will win. But I really, you know, they're I, I got I got my money on Milwaukee winning if they can get to that point. I'm going with the X Factor. I'm going with some upsets here. I got I do I do like Milwaukee. Milwaukee, I feel like right now because because and, and I'm looking at right now mm-hmm. because Embiid because remember I mean Embiid still is kind of injury prone. Yep. So I'm not I'm not fully sold on Philly yet. Boston is honestly the only defensive team that I feel like actually has a chance to play against that that actually can hold up against Milwaukee. Now, as crazy as that sounds, yes, Boston does play small ball. Obviously, you know, yep. Al Horford's not the biggest big man in the world. But when you just look at how Boston plays, Boston, I feel like, is the only chance that has a place to beat Milwaukee. I mean, right yeah. now, right now, Golden State, yes, will beat Houston. But I'm honestly going with, I feel like Portland might be an X factor this year. On actually making it to a finals, oh, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't sold. I wasn't sold on Portland, but now that I, I'm not fully sold on Portland yet, but after looking at the way they just literally just dogged the crap out of Westbrook, and Damian Lillard just made Westbrook pretty much look like his child, <laughs> like you, like literally, like. I don't think OKC is getting like this whole hype with Paul George and them making a run in the playoff. No. See, like, see me, I, I I think it was dumb. Like I get the loyalty that PG, you know, decided to stay with uh, Russ. But I mean, when is Russ going to understand, man? Like, like you have teammates, bro. You know, you can't go five of twenty-one and four. You know, with, with only fourteen <laughs> points. 
playing 40 minutes. That's just unacceptable. And same thing for, for, for Paul George. He went 8 of 21. For granted, he got he dropped 32. You know, because he went to the free throw about 10, you know, 10 more times than Westbrook did. But it's still, it's still like, you know, you, you can't have stats like this. And you got, you know, Steven Adams, you know, three of six. Then you got Jeremy Grant, you know, four of ten. You know, you, you can't have this stuff and win games like this. You know, you got to come together as a team and get your teammates involved. And I think, you know, Westbrook, you know, he's been stat hunting all year long. Like he always does yes, every year. Yeah, and as much as I love Westbrook, I think he needs to, to finally get it. To, hey, I need to play as a team. You know, it's Westbrook nuts. sometimes Westbrook sometimes play play like the people on two K. He'd be like the be like the point guard that don't pass. And, but and, 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 and the problem come with, with AC as well is that what they didn't do is I think I think as crazy as sound if if you swap some of the players from Houston and put them on OKC and and you swap some of you know, you swap them so you give OKC a little bit more you know shooting and you give Houston a little more defense each team will be a lot better off because you know there's really no that many there's, there's not many three point shooters on OKC and that's kind of their problem also there's not many scorers on their team in general and on Houston there's not really that many great defenders whereas they have a boatload of just three-point shooting because Houston tried to match up with Golden State. And I think that was dumb. And I think that's why, you know, with OKC and their lack of shooting and their lack of, you know, pretty much being able to stop Dame and uh, McCollum, I think with, with all of that, you know, and the lack of rebounding, that's why, the you know, the series is 3-1 right now. And, you know, Portland is probably going to win the whole entire series. Going to the next round, I think that's exactly why it happened strictly because there's not enough rebounding going around because Steve Nash can play all of us so much, and you got Westbrook just you know just jacking up jump shots that's you know that's pretty much stupid. You know, there's there's other shots that can go into other players if you invest in that. You know, maybe you'll actually win the game. So instead of you know you taking thirty goddamn shots and only making three, it's ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. And I think everybody, I honestly think coming into the Portland and uh, Oklahoma series, I really think everybody thought that the Thunder was going to pull it out, and that's not the case. That is clearly not the case. No, not the case at all. Like, I think that, you know, that's, like, obviously we both agree on that. That's not, I mean, at the end of the day, like, OKC, in my opinion, is just going downhill. Yeah, I think it's turning to a point where either Paul George might leave, or they might try to find a trade for Westbrook. The the funny, you know, is, the funny thing is Paul George can't leave. He just re, he, he just resigned with him. He can't leave. And now that I'm looking at it, you know, I'm looking back at you know, like you said, being that he just signed mm-hmm. Westbrook. At the end of the day, it looks like Westbrook might leave because. If you like as much as great and as great of a caliber player that Westbrook is, yes, he does do a lot for OKC. He handles the ball. He does, you know, X, Y, Z. If they, if OKC was to get another point guard, Dennis Schroeder's not a point guard. Dennis Schroeder's a shooting guard. He ain't no point guard. He can't handle the ball. He proved his point. He proved that in uh, Atlanta. He proved that in Atlanta. That he, he proved that in Atlanta. Yeah, he ain't no point guard. 
he's not like he's not like Oladipo that could play that could play both. He can't play the one and the two. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's in my opinion where like you know I feel like in the next two three years Westbrook might not be with the Thunder anymore. If they if they if they have the same season they had this year, a great season, and you mess up in the playoffs, I feel like OKC is going to start thinking what has to change. Is it going to have to change with Westbrook? Is it going to have to change with, you know, us getting draft picks? I right. think they just need to take the route that a lot of other teams are taking. Everybody start look rebuilding. How, just just start rebuilding. Like, oh. look at Brooklyn. Oh, Like, goodness. where the hell, like, where the hell is, like, my thing is, before they had the like, where the hell did like where the hell did Brooklyn come from? I don't even know half the players on their team. <laughs> hey, guess what? I like I literally do now like this season. Well, now. Like, like basically, you know, only player I noticed a dude with the afro. I don't even know his name. I just Jared Allen. Come on, man, it's Jared Allen. That's the uh, he's been blocking everybody this year. But I'm just saying. But I'm just saying, like Jared when Allen. you look at Boston, though, you know, like you said, people are gonna know about are, are gonna know about. Excuse me, but are gonna are gonna know about Brooklyn. Yeah, I need to say Boston. They're gonna know about Brooklyn yep. now. But before, it's like you know, I don't see why teams just don't take that rebuilding route. It's gonna take a few years, obviously. Yeah. But I mean. How much are you? How much losing are you willing to go through? And all this hype and media, are you are you going to will? Are, are you willing to go through? And so you're really ready to take that chance to just be like, all right, you know what? Like for us, it's time to good, go. but you just gotta go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You bring it too yeah. much to this team. Fuck it, it's time to restart and let's let's just blow this whole thing up and let's go straight to you know Philly mode where Philly tanked for all those years and they got Ben. And they drafted, you know, Okafor and then Embiid. You know, let's just go through that route at that point. Yeah, right. And then, and then, and then, and and I mean, like when you look at OKC, it's not like they're a bum team. They're a talented team. Absolutely. They just need. They just need certain pieces. So if Westbrook leaves, all you honestly need is just a point guard that can give you a few points, but can also dish out. You you mainly need. You mainly need some. Yeah, just like. I feel like you need somebody that could shoot a little bit, but you need somebody that could that could that could mainly handle the ball because nobody on that team could really handle the ball, obviously, without Westbrook. And I think that Westbrook has proven that. Like Schroeder, again, he's not a point guard; he's a shooting yeah. guard. Paul George, he likes he doesn't really like to bring the ball up the floor. He is he will basically if he has like to. right, but. but he's mainly like that X factor that's kind of just like all right, well. I'm going to hide here, and then I'm going to work my way around the court and then find, you know, let the ball come to me type because of player. Because PG has an excellent inside and outside game. And that's why I'm thinking, you know, like, you know, like, they need a player like somebody like John Morant or somebody, you know, around that type of play style. Obviously, they won't get John Morant in this year's draft. Because he's projected but, to go to Phoenix. But when you just look at but when you look at like a type of playing style, you may not necessarily want his play style. Obviously, like somebody that's always just gonna go straight up to the hoop and just go straight at you. You know, you just want like a little. Just find somebody that's a playmaker, but he could still pop a jump shot here and there. Like find somebody like a little Chris Paul. 
right. somebody that's not really gonna score, but you know that he gonna give you know he's gonna do his job by letting everybody score. But if they can't score, at least I could trust him to knock down a few jump shots for me. Yeah. But I think right here is where we're gonna take a quick break, guys, and we're gonna come right back at you. Alright guys, we're back at it again. You know, we ran a little long, you know, ranting about the uh, NBA playoffs, you know. A little longer we wanted to go, but you know, unless we talked about that. Next up, we're going to talk about uh, the state of boxing and uh, also the fight that happened this past weekend, which was uh, Terrence Crawford versus Amir Khan. And uh, so I'm, I'm going to dive right in and I'm going to say that I think clearly boxing is a dying sport. Boxing is a, a sport that is that's being killed, and I think it's being killed by its own promoters. Simply because there's certain fights that should be made that, yeah, they're the money fights, but also fights that, you know, they don't want to maybe because whether it's two undefeated f- boxers fighting each other, somebody's gonna lose that zero on their record. Somebody's gonna lose it. That's just how you know boxing works, and I think promoters think the moment either one loses that zero that value drops and that's not the case you have certain people who are legit just fans of the sport who grew up you know watching you know Muhammad Ali you know Mike Tyson Evander Holyfield George Ford grew up watching those fighters they they just love the sport they don't care whether win loss loss is a great fight that's what they care about but when you put these crap fights together and, um, you know, like uh, Canelo versus Daniel Jacobs. Who the, who the hell is Daniel Jacobs? Who the hell is he? <laughs> That's like, 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 who is he? You know. But also, when we have decisions like the Canelo and Triple G, when you have those type of decision fights that came down to that, and everybody would think, oh, no, that's Triple G's win, and it's not, it kind of kills the sport. It kills it. It, it, it doesn't make it you know worthy of watching and with the Amir Khan granted I, I, I hate Amir Khan strictly because the guy the guy thinks he deserves so much and he doesn't at one point he wanted to fight Floyd Mayweather because he's and he said that Floyd was afraid to fight him but Amir Khan fought I'm gonna say bullshit world champions as, as People might say, how can this might be a bullshit world champion? You have to absolutely be a bullshit world champion. But he fought bullshit world champions and then thought he had the right to fight Floyd. And then he wanted to fight Manny Pacquiao. And it, and it, and it was just shit. It was, it was a shit show. I don't I don't like Amir Khan. You know, he has great, you know, great hand speed, great footwork. But the moment, you know, that chin gets checked, you know, he checks out sometimes. And uh I don't want to go. I don't want to go too far, you know, on America. I'm gonna say, you know, the, the, you know, his fight with Terrence, you know, Crawford, that shit was awful. <laughs> that shit oh, was God. awful. That was pitiful. Worst but, fight I ever watched. You, you talk about the guy got hit. It was a low hit, but he was hit in the thigh area. The guy says he got hit in the nuts. That's a lie. 
video approval shows that's live. Then it comes out that um, you know, clearly you know you get five minutes to gather yourself together. And he didn't even take one minute. He took about thirty seconds and they called the fight. To me, that's ridiculous, man. That that's ridiculous, that's pitiful. You call yourself a boxer, you say you're never the type to quit, but yet you quit. You, like you, you play some, you quit. You went and you said, I don't want to fight this, you know, I don't want this anymore. He's whooping my ass because he's knocked, he knocked him down in the first round. Hey, you know, he's a little bit, what you know, he's not what I would have expected. He, he beat, you know, he's beating me up pretty bad. Hey, get me the fuck out of here. You know, I'm surprised he didn't try to bite his ear like Mike Tyson did, you know, Holyfield in their fight. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't do that. Get the fuck out of the fight. Because my God, he got his ass whooped. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of starting to get over, get over boxing a little, just because I mean, like you said, like as far as the promotions and stuff, yeah. the promoters are honestly starting to kill boxing because they're yeah. trying to protect their legacy. I feel like because, truth be told, I actually, my uncle and I were just speaking about this when I was watching, like when I was watching the fight, you know, I was talking about it with the family and because we're like we're real big on boxing like we always have been growing up mm-hmm. and just when you when, when you look at it boxing really isn't what it used to be at you all know, like you have you know people calling out people and then it's like all right well if they're calling if they're calling each other out I said the fight in my opinion like fuck it just fight yeah because that's that's honestly how how they solve the issues like when we were younger you know somebody like you know like canelo would call out mayweather the fight happened he got his ass like, whooped the fight yeah happened. exactly he got his ass whooped but i mean they made the fight happen and i mean yeah. whether if the fight is gonna be boring or if it's gonna be good whatever it is like i feel like now especially in the welterweight division when you look at terrence crawford's division you have people like keith thurman you have people like jeff horn you got people like pacquiao and all these people that you know it's like Y'all motherfuckers just need to fight, honestly, in my well, opinion. Well, 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 the next fight for Terrence Crawford, I think it's a no-brainer. It's about time Terrence Crawford go and fight Earl Spence. Yeah. It's about time. Yeah, like, and that, and, and that's what bothers me about boxing now is, like, you know, how long are we going to have to wait until that fight happens? Yeah, like, we, we like Mayweather and Pacquiao Floyd. actually yeah, made that, it yeah. happen. And my thing is, like, that's why, like, now, you know, like, Mayweather and Pacquiao... I feel like that's why, you know, I just, I give them their credit when it's due because they were just like, you know, like, fuck it. Let's just go ahead and fight. Two biggest names in boxing right now go toe to toe and just fight it out. And I feel like now people don't do that anymore. Like the only fighter I see now that's with anything is Deontay Wilder. Like, even though the heavyweight division is not as like you know it's not that big like it used to be mm. like you know you have people only person he has to fight I feel like again he needs to fight Tyson Fury again just because it came down to a draw see who's yeah. better I will never see the rematch and but I feel like at the end of the day like Deont- Deontay Wilder's the only one that really comes out in boxing where people actually want to watch him people like like but the hype is actually worth it like you have like Tyson like you may not know the heavyweight boxers but they end up turning out to actually not be that bad of a fight yeah and but see, I need 
I need uh, Anthony. I need Anthony Joshua to stop being a punk and actually come out and fight Deontay Wilder. Like you keep saying that you want to fight him. Deontay Wilder wants to fight you. Deontay Wilder's been calling you out for the longest, but all we keep hearing is excuses. It was yeah. it, it, it was rumored that whoever won the Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder fight would go and face Anthony Joshua. And Being that Joshua it was a draw. Ran. And now, now there's so much debate on, you know, well, you know, who's going to fight Anthony Joshua now? Honestly, like this fight coming at the end of like, I think it's like in mid-May, end of May, Deontay Wilder has a fight coming up. I don't know why he's not fighting Tyson Fury again. See who's better. Go whoever wins. All right. Let the winner win. It is what it is. Suck it up. You lost. Whatever. Go fight Anthony Jacobs and just let it be over with. I think you mean Anthony Joshua, but. Excuse me. I did did say Anthony. Yeah, you said Anthony. (laughs) It's good, good though. But uh, see, see me, uh, I've always. um, I like like Deontay Wilder because, you know, the guy's a slugger. Well, Anthony Joshua, I mean, the the guy's scared. It's clear. The, the, The guy's scared. Anthony Josh, you know, Anthony Joshua didn't even he, he didn't even want to fight, you know, Fury. He didn't want to fight him either. He, he's scared of him. And I think it got a little bit ridiculous when he said, Well, I only want to fight in the UK. Anthony Josh, I mean I said Anthony Joshua, uh, Deontay Water said, Yeah, okay, come on, let's do it. Let's fight in the UK. Right. And and see he, that's he what makes, everything and that's what makes you even more of a punk in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you you wanna fight you wanna fight somebody only saying, like in your fight. home your home place, that's ridiculous, bro. Right, and then and, and and that's the thing that bothers me. Like, you literally have a boxer that's like, you know, I'm not scared of you. Like, yeah, let's do like, it. Like, yeah, like you want to do this right now? Like, I'll come to your home crowd. I'll I'll come and get booed. Like, I don't care. Like, they gonna fight. boo me. And All then, I know is they gonna then, boo me. When I knock your ass on that canvas, they still gonna boo me. But I got the W I wanted. Yeah, and, and I think the, the funny part about you know Anthony Joshua, I think people say like, okay. If I tell him to come fight me here, he does, he's not going to do it. And when he said, yeah, Anthony Joshua's team went and came up with some bullshit on why the fight didn't happen. The fight didn't happen because you guys are scared. Your guy is scared. You guys are scared to fight him. And I thought it was very funny that Fury said the same thing when he was on a promo tour to fight the Anthony, or, you know, uh, Wilder. He was, he was like, yeah, you know, it should be one of us versus, you know, another chicken. But, you know, he, he's too scared. The fact that they both came out and said he's scared to fight. It, come on, it, it's 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 obvious. You're scared to yeah. fight. Yeah, and I scared and, to fight either. And that and that's and that's clearly like what what like clearly has been bothering me. You got both fighters saying that you're scared to fight, but you was on first take a few months ago telling Stephen A. and Max Kellerman that you're the best boxer. Like you know, like I'll take anybody. I'm the world champion. Blah blah. Yep. blah. But you just had two heavyweight fighters that have clearly put their name on the bracket of heavy, of, of like a heavyweight ranking to say like, hey, like you think you're the best? Come and fight me and then see what happens. Yeah. And my thing is, whether if you lose or not, and again, this goes back to what we talked about when we were kids. They just boxed because they enjoyed boxing. Yep. Okay, I got knocked out. All right, fuck it. I got knocked out. You know, it is what it is. You know, I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to come but, back stronger for my next nope. fight. 
nope what it is is that it, it's the money thing it's the money thing and granted and, and if it is a money thing with Anthony Joshua I don't think the guy knows just how dumb it is just to fight in only the UK the money's in the US the money's here it's where the money is you know uh, uh, Anthony Joshua and, and uh, Deontay Wilder fight with do numbers if not kill Floyd and Pacquiao's number eight did in Vegas it would kill it and I can almost guarantee you it would kill it but no we want to say it's about money you know well they want to say it's about I want to fight here and that it's about money it's not you're scared to fight him you don't think he's going to come there and fight when he said he did he backed away and like I said the state of, the state of boxing you know it, it, it's so bad right now I think you know all these boxers do all this entertaining shit on social media and impress it. Send these motherfuckers to the WWE, please. Go, go, <laughs> go let Vince McMahon go and get these people and have them go wrestle each other. Because my God, do they you know do they do so much shit talking to each other and then not fight each other? It's so crazy. It is it, it's it's legit like when when you're walking your dog and your dog sees another dog across the fence and they're just fucking barking at each other. You know they're not going to fight. They're just going to keep barking at each other the whole fucking time. It's ridiculous. The only way for this shit to happen is, like I said, go get Vince McMahon, go get him to sign to the WWE, and, and, and go fight in there. Because it's not going to happen in the boxing ring. It's not going to happen there. And it's ridiculous, man. It, it is so sad the way how the sport of boxing has been killed by not only promoters, but also the fighters themselves. Yeah, it, definitely, has, it, it definitely has been. Because, like, now it's like, you know, if I'm watching it, like Terrence Crawford and Amir Khan, that was a big name fight just because everybody knew who those two people were. Yep. You're talking about, you know, Deontay Wilder's, you know, next fight. You're talking about all these people's next fight. Like you said, Canelo's fighting um, Jacobs. Nobody knows. <laughs> who who Jacobs? Nobody knows who Jacobs is. And I think people. And my thing is, if you want boxing and you want your numbers to rise instead of dropping. You need to make fights happen that people want to see. And, yeah. and you know, people, are, you know, people, y'all going to hate me for saying it. But y'all know, and as crazy as it is to even hear it, y'all know the UFC now is starting to make boxing, like, just relevant now. It's, like, it's like boxing, like, like, like now UFC, everybody's turning to UFC because you got fighters calling each other out. But the fights actually happen. Like, yeah, that's honestly why boxing needs a commissioner like Dana White. Because Dana White just makes it happen. Dana White keeps people and all the hype from talking. Like, people want to fight Conor McGregor. What did he do? He made it happen. And my thing is, like, now you're looking at Dana White and you're looking at the UFC. More and more people are starting to talk about the UFC now. More and more people are starting to go events that involve UFC versus boxing. I lit like this weekend again, Terrence Crawford and Amir Khan. I asked some of my friends if they wanted to go out and watch the fight. You said what? I remember asking some of my friends and stuff, you know, they was talking to me about the fight, going to, you know, ask them, you know, I was like, you're like, let's go see the fight. They were like, they, they were like, nah, like we're watching a UFC fight tonight. And then I'm just there and I'm just like, see, this is what I'm saying people like boxing really is starting to die even when you got 
like peers and people around you saying you know oh i'm good i don't really want to watch it anymore i'm not interested in it or i'd rather watch like a ufc fight that just goes to show you that boxing is pretty much just dying now but now being that boxing has died down could you say conor mcgregor is the reason why boxing has died yeah i think so too because now people just don't take boxing seriously. Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of people don't take boxing seriously at all anymore. Like I said, it, it's a it's a dying sport, and um, you know, who, who the hell wants to watch a big name versus a no name? Like, who wants to do that at this point? It's it's ridiculous. Get the boxing, get get the big fights, get the big names. Let's get them in the ring, and, and let's let these guys duke it out and right. see whoever wins. Because at the end of the day, the people that's going to win. Are the fighters and also the fans and the promoters? Let's just get the shit done at this point. I'm actually great to hear you say that only because what's the remember you said the main thing about Anthony Joshua and Wilder was the whole money thing, or it claims to be the whole money thing. Yep. If you guys make these big fights happen, you would have the money you want, you would have you know like the promoters would get what they want in the end so my thing is again like you said it's people just being scared people trying to protect their careers and their name and this that and the third and my thing is like it shouldn't it shouldn't it shouldn't have to come down to that you're a retired boxer people know you're great like um keep for i keep forgetting his name i used to t- I, used, I used to make fun of his name all the time and I know that he's like one of the biggest boxing promoters now. Like, there it is. De La Hoya. Oscar De La Hoya. Obviously, we all know he was a great fighter. So right. if you promote a fight and even if the boxer you like that you're promoting loses, yeah, you may lose money, yeah, it may you look bad. But when you look at it in the long run, like people are just gonna look at you as a bad promoter. People aren't going to look at you as a bad fighter. People know what you can do in the ring. And I feel like that's what a lot of that's what a lot of the that's what a lot of the promoters and boxers are failing to realize. Like, if you're scared to fight, just say you're scared to fight and you don't want to fight and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Stop giving the media like reasons to just say, all right, well, we're not going to fight because, you know, we can't agree on money. You can agree on money. Because at the end of the day, you're boxing really just a box. Money is just a side thing. And I feel like that's what a lot of athletes, boxers, everybody fail, fails to realize. Like Cam Newton, I remember his rookie season, he got asked in an interview with Stephen A. Smith where he was saying, you know, like, how do you feel now that you're, you know, now that you're an NFL quarterback? And you hear Cam Newton saying something around the words where he's like, you know, I'm a, I'm a quarterback in the NFL making millions of dollars playing the game that I love every day. Like, there's nothing better besides the money. There's nothing better than doing what it than playing a game and being an athlete every day. This goes back to what boxing is. People just want it for the money now. You're literally making it boring to watch when it's just turning into a democracy yeah it's, it's, it's legit only a money grab at this point that's the only thing that people are doing boxing is officially over with 
Yep. But I think we're going to uh, we're going to cut this one short. We're going to be right back for the last part. We're going to come back and talk about the state of hip hop. Guys, we're back for our final break. Next up on our list, we're closing, uh, closing out with the state of hip hop, man. A little bit of hip hop that's going on. So, um, right now, I think the state of hip hop is in a great space. I think, I think we're getting some of the best. I think it's the best era of music that we've been a part of, simply because. Yeah, you have your rappers like Little Pump who like fucking yells out the same three things for <laughs> two and a half minutes, and it gets a little ridiculous. Then you got you know Little Uzi, Playboy Cardi. You know, then you got like you know NBA Young Boy, and uh, you know Gunna, Little Baby, The Baby, Stunner for Baby. You have all these new artists who are bringing a different style of music. But then you also have your lyrical, you know, you got your J. Cole, you know, you got your Kendrick Lamars, you know, you, you know, you got, you got really like lyrical rappers and it gives a different, you know, you know, a, a different feel of music. It's not just one feel where it's only, you know, them talking about just one thing. It's now you have like three different styles of music going all, you know, full circle. And I think it enjoys it because, you know, you may have your days where you want to listen to the dumb, you know, the dumb stuff that, you know, Little Pump says or you want to listen to Little Uzi or NBA Youngboy, or or you want to listen to Little Wayne, or you know, or, or you can turn you listen to Kendrick Lamar, J Cole, Logic. You know, you listen to all those rappers, and it's not like anybody's going to feel, you know, some type of way towards you. You know, it's a it's a different flow. It gives you many options of music, and I think that's the one failure that a lot of people don't understand is that I, I see a lot of people get upset when people are fans of Little Pump. I don't, you know. I don't mind being a fan of Lil Pump, but I think everybody pushes that. Oh no, you can only like lyrical music, or like, oh, it's quote unquote. That's 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 music to people, and I think that's you know that's a bit unfair. You can't tell somebody what's music to them. You know they like what they like. Same with how you like lyrical. Somebody may not, you know, somebody else may not like that. I think that's fine, but I think a lot of people try to put their views of everything on certain people, and if you don't see it that way then you're weird or you're stupid or, or some dumb shit like that. As I, I don't think that's a fair label that you can place on anybody. You know, in this day and age, you can like anything, any and everything, you know. That's what makes people different. You don't all need to be the same. I don't know how Marcus feels about it, but he has his opinion on it, so, you know, you gonna tell, you know, let me know how you feel about that as well. I mean, it's like, I mean, for me, it's like a yes and a no. I mean, some rappers, you know, it's like I'm cool with, like, I like their music. And then it's some where it's just like, bro, like, like, come <laughs> on now. And only reason why I'm in, I guess, like, that state of mind with hip-hop now is, like, you got, yeah, we do have different types of music. And, you know, like you said, like, but when you were bringing up the whole Little Pump situation, I'm personally not a fan of Little Pump. I mean, like a very select few of his songs, but it's be- but it's only because I mean, like, like they're catchy. Like that's it. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, like you know, now you have people thinking that they can become 
like and like now you have people basically waking up wanting to become a rapper and i feel like now hip-hop is starting to like a lot of these new rappers they're starting to kill the hip-hop game a little bit because now rapping is not really an art anymore being a rapper being an artist it's not it's not an art it's not meant what it's really used to be anymore now people, used, people used to make like, that people used to make music for you to actually like feel something and actually you know hang into something like i'm a huge you know migos fan probably you know i probably almost have every one of their songs however migos has started this whole thing where let me just have a nice beat but let me just say whatever the fuck comes to my head yeah yep. and i feel like that's honestly like what like what is killing hip-hop but the only reason why i say i like hip-hop now is because again you're giving you know you can't you basically can't say you know like like you can't judge somebody you know for liking what they like in music but at the same time like you know everybody hip-hop now you have people talking about different things so whatever you're you're willing to hear about at that point in time you know you get to listen to it because the horizon has opened so much but it's like it's just it's just not art anymore like i feel like they just took like the fun out of making music yeah it is, it, i mean it, it's, like, it's kind of like the boxing thing it kind of turned to like hey you got a catchy hook come be a rapper let's make some money i mean that's, that's kind of how it is you know, it's like we just talking about boxing you know, you know the fighters you know just, you know it's just a money grab now but i said i i still think even with that being said i, I still think you know hip-hop is in great hands and a, a lot of people may not agree with that simply like that's simply because you know they may not like these new rappers and stuff like that it's like bro like let them be them and, and what kind of kills me is when the old rappers you know the, the ogs as they say you know when they hear these young guys what like, like what is the point of that bro like i'm pretty sure like you were in their shoes at some point where you know you, you're just coming out you try to make a name for yourself is that like what is, what do you get out of hating on a young rapper what do you get because to me it looks like you know you're just doing it for club you're trying to get your name back out there and then also you know boom they turn around they just drop the album and, and it's, that's ridiculous you know I, I don't like when you know older older rappers try to talk down upon the newer ones i think that's uh, that's not right man that's not cool that's not right you know that's it i feel like it's not cool i feel like it's not cool but there's like a certain way but like there's a certain way to like go about it now yeah. now i mean for that now like for example you know the whole the whole um ti and kodak situation yeah in my opinion you know i'm going with i'm i'm going with ti like kodak yeah i mean his music's cool it is what it is you know ti you know his music is cool as well but from like just the perspective of what you guys are making what you guys are like turning hip-hop into like yeah. see like this is what this is the reason why you know like ti i didn't have a problem with like the way he's handling the situation or him out speaking it on how some of you know on how kodak was acting and i feel like that's what's changing hip-hop now is you know it's not just the music it's also like media is changing now you know like 
a lot of these younger artists don't really respect the older artists and what they have to say and if it's yeah. one thing that i have learned like listening to all this music is like you know a lot of these young rappers don't take criticism too well and my thing is you know whether if you take criticism or not you know at the end of the day you know everybody's always going to walk around thinking they know everything and then until they're stuck in a situation that they're not going to want to be in anymore then they try to find their way out of it like kodak i'm i'm like completely over his whole situation like he he like there's been rumors that he just put out a diss track on ti no that's that's not true he but even but i mean like even if he did though but like but like what's the purpose like like what justice is that doing for you because that's just making you look like you like now you're making yourself look more of like a jackass i mean like to, to, to me to, to, well, well, what happened with that is ti previewed a diss track first on instagram he previewed a diss track first to kodak do i look at it okay is what kodak said wrong yeah did you say something to him about it yeah but like I said, well, like you said, these, these, you know, these younger rappers, they don't respect the older rappers. I can agree with that. Now, T.I. has to be the biggest person. What's the point of you making that diss track to Kodak? Because, like, you already got your point across. Yeah, he said some disrespectful stuff about, you know, your kids and your wife. You know, yeah, okay, that's, you know, I get that. But it's still like, you know what I mean? You can have a conversation, you know, with him. Look at what J. Cole did with Little Pump, where, you know, Little Pump is smoke perp was saying, you know, fuck J. Cole just to get clout at one point. And then, you know, you turn around, you seen J. Cole and Little Pump sit down and do an interview together. And he pretty much, you know, just actually, you know, like, what was the thing behind that? You get me? It's not, it's not hard to sit down and talk to somebody. You know, I'm pretty, you guys are rappers. I'm pretty sure, you know, if you don't have each other's number, you know somebody who has that person's number. And you right, can talk and even if and you you call you could be the bigger person, but yet no, what what they choose to do is they choose to do all this is this beef and this this stuff just for motherfucking you know six months to a year later they squash this shit. It's dumb as fuck. It's stupid. I think I think it's really stupid. You know, it's no and I mean that can yeah. honestly like the whole diss track thing like that could also you could say the same thing about Eminem as great of an artist and rapper that we all know Eminem is, he wanted to make a diss track with about about MGK. Which did not go over to him, because I think that diss track was trash. Now, now, whether, you know, like if the diss track was good, if it was garbage, whatever it was, you know, he also did the same thing. You know, he could have been the bigger person yep. and they could have talked to MGK about it. Well, well, now, well Brandon, the only thing MGK did say that it was weird that Eminem brought it up because they had already talked about the situation with Eminem, you know, MGK saying, you know, Eminem's daughter looks good when she was, you know, under 18. They, they said it because Eminem pulled strings and, you know, they, you know, he, 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 you know, privately apologized to him. And Eminem said he wanted done in the public. What's the point of that? Because at the end of the day, you're trying to embarrass the guy. And then for years later, for you to make a diss track, that's, you know, come, you know, come on, man. That doesn't look too good. That doesn't look yeah. too good. Yeah. But I mean, like, if we're, like, if we're talking, like, even, like, in my opinion, I mean, 
that whole beef that they had between each other honestly just blew the mess out of me because it was just like are we really having an argument on who is better like if machine gun kelly is the next eminem or is there even gonna be another eminem like at the end of the day like let's like let's be real here for a second like eminem is a better rapper artist yeah than than mgk mm-hmm. and i don't even know why mgk tried to go toe-to-toe with him because i was reading i was reading something one day where it was basically you know mgk stating that like you know it took him a few it took him a few months i think or like a few weeks to to drop the diss track that he made for eminem eminem made a diss track and made a whole album in what two three weeks and then just made you look downright stupid no no if mg from, our, from how i remember it only took mgk a few days to drop the, the rap devil there's only a few days for that right it took him a minute to rap to 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 do that but then you talking about Eminem coming out with a diss track and a whole nother album just to make you show like look like you can't like you can't touch me I just made because if I'm correct the last album Eminem made what was that like what was that like 12 12 or 15 songs Eminem just made Eminem just made 12 or 15 songs in the matter of a few days and a whole diss track so he pretty much made what about 12 roughly 12 to 16 songs in a few days and it took you and it takes you how long to do all that and that's what i'm saying like you know you trying to you really trying to touch eminem like what are you trying to touch this guy for like like i, mean, I feel I like mean, the, the i look is, at it, i look at eminem took the first like, shot. he took the first shot i, I feel like i mean he did he, he he definitely did but like Eminem is like in his own world when it comes to rapping like there'll be nobody that like the way he rhymes the way he spits there'll never be like nobody like him right the only the only thing that'll change the difference is if there is somebody like him he might just be african-american like he might just be you know he might not be caucasian that's like the only difference but you know you just gotta give i feel like people just gotta give credit when it's due and I feel like a lot of these older artists just aren't getting credit when they should really be getting credit. Because, I mean, like I said, a lot of these younger artists, it's just like, for me, you know, I might as well just wake up and become a rapper. I might not even I'm, I might not even do this podcast stuff anymore. You see? See what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. it's like, and that's what's changing with rapping is like, you literally got people waking up with that mindset. And that's why it's like, I like I like hip hop, but I'm starting to downgrade on like like on like I guess being more like I try to be more open to it when people tell me, Oh, this album just dropped, Glizzy's album just dropped, the baby's yeah. album just dropped. I'm I'm open to it and I listen to it, but it's just like it's like damn, like this really just ain't the same anymore. Yeah, it, it won't be this and, and, and the thing is though, that's why I think hip hop's so good, because it's not the same anymore. It's changing, you know. It, it's evolving, and that's why I like where it's at right now because it's a, it's not the same, you know. Right, it's not the same. It's it's evolving. But at the same time, 
at the same time though i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you a quick question though would you Mm -hmm. say would you say rapping is an art where like you're actually like like you know like you're making lyrics you're rapping you know and it and it you know like it's lyrical as opposed to you got people actually like singing and calling it hip-hop like you got like you got people like post malone and you know i fuck with drake like that's my man and, and all that's my but name. you also got this guy singing in songs like dog yep. it's supposed to be hip-hop it's some fucking r&b I mean, soul see, type of thing like and, and that's that's the that's the thing that i get what you're saying that sometimes they add in different style and it's not just hip it's not just rap it's you know like you said singing it's you know the r&b you know i i, I get that but you know i i, I gotta say i, I gotta include it in I gotta include that in hip hop because you know, at, at this point, you know, like, 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 yeah, it is. Like, you know, he, he's rapping and singing. He's doing it's a, it's a combo of both. It's a combo of both. That's how I say it. It's a combination. So, therefore, you gotta put it in, you know, both. Right. Categories. And I feel like you have to put it, yeah. But then that's when I feel like, that's when I feel like, though, you know, it has to be, we like, there either has to be like another genre that has to be like created out like yeah that's like created for people to really you know like you know call it what it is because i, mean, I guess you could label because it as if pop. we're looking because if we're looking back at because i mean if we're looking back at it like you know it's not when have we ever heard singing in hip-hop until we started like when did they really start singing in hip-hop back when we were in like middle school high school yeah before before we hit that high school age where we were listening to you know um we were listening to like the young jock and listening to songs that were just like songs that were just like stupid but it actually had like meanings behind it and then it's like you know it had a beat they were rapping there was no singing there was nothing like we were we were told that this is what rap is this is what hip-hop is now you have now you have people singing and mixing it up with hip-hop it has to be classified as something else right. in my opinion you said pop i don't know if it could be pop because people don't rap in pop look at flow rider though flow rider ain't no damn fucking rapper he's he's a, he's a pop artist but he raps man he ain't no damn he ain't no damn rapper. come on i mean bro i mean come on bro like, I'm, I'm just saying i'm just saying that's what like, pop is like, 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 like everybody knows like Florida is, is, a, is a pop rapper I guess you could call it pop rapper that's the thing right thing. but look at what you right. but he, he but raps what, though right he raps. Bro, but look what you just said you just said a pop rapper what in the hell is the damn pop rapper Florider he's the first one well he's probably the first one but that's the first one that comes to mind like he raps but he's also singing and it should so then in my opinion, I would say that if anything, then you would probably have to say that Flo Rida started that whole creation where you bring a little bit of singing and a little bit of pop into hip hop. Yeah, and, 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 and a little bit got, of the club. Yeah, so, like, like, yeah, I so I, I would say Flo Rida. I feel like I'm saying it was Flo Rida, and it was like, I guess I don't know because I don't really listen to him, but I've also been told CeeLo Green also started that. But for me, yeah, I don't I, I, I don't know that because I, I like, the only song I've heard was the real pop. I, I don't even remember the name of it, but the real popular one he made back when we were in like high school. 
and it was just like you know but it was more of a singing song it wasn't a rapping mm-hmm. song so when i heard you know he started rapping i'm like but he was just singing he wasn't he wasn't rapping or anything yep. so i mean honestly you could really if people really wanted to like are like feeling like you know the argument that i've made it's like you know then you would blame Flowrida and CeeLo Green because they start <laughs> you like because certain, certain people like that because they started like that. Music. I mean don't yeah. get me wrong I like it too but it's just like you know this isn't hip hop we better call this like I don't know I mean I mean I mean yeah that's why that's why you don't see Flowrida Flowrida's you know stuff get laid with hip hop it's laid with pop it's laid with pop but I was just saying like certain certain you know certain songs you know, know get placed in each category sometimes. I don't know. You better call it like a, like, okay, like rap, like a, like, like rap pop or rap soul or I don't know. <laughs> call it That's something. A, a, a whole new genre. Is what you just, want. just make a whole new genre to where it actually makes sense. Because if you really <laughs> want to categorize stuff, like, matter of fact, we're going to talk about it right now real quick. This whole damn, and I can't, I can't stand this damn song. I can't stand it. This damn Billy Ray Cyrus song. I don't oh, know. no. Don't I don't even know who the Old artist Town is. Road. Do not talk bad on Old Town Road. Because then I'm going to call you Davey. <laughs> hey, do not know. Old, Old Town Road, but dog. Like, dog. they're trying to classify this as a rap song. This no. damn song ain't no rap song. What, what, this see, is not see, no see, I'm, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why they try to do that. They did it because the billboards decided to take it off of the country billboards. So it needed to find a place to go. Right. But, but at the same time, but though, everybody else has classified. You, you, you even see country artists has classified it as a country song because it's, it's really a country well. song. That's yeah, what I'm saying. We track. know that. We we know. Like you said I won't label it as a hip hop song, and and you know I'll label it as a country song. It's a country song. It's not hip hop. And I'm sorry, it's a great song. Before Billy, you know, before Billy, Billy Ray got in there and he made the song. Better than what it already was. Cause song's good. It, it's a good song. But Billy right, Ray made it so not, much better. Right. Like it's not bad at all. It's just the fact of how people are categ- like, like categorizing certain songs now. Like yeah. like you said, people are some people think it's a country song, some people think it's like a like a hip hop trap song. I should smack you for even saying it's a trap song. Funny part of just because you got just because you have a beat that like where the bass drops you know and you actually got like something to where it really does sound like a trap song that doesn't make it a trap song see no, no especially see, me but i, I mean, think but I mean, why they label that it's because dude's black i think that's why they did that in all honesty right and then the, and right then that's black. probably why but i mean bruh your song is not a hip-hop or rap song or trap like yeah. it's none of those when you're like i got the horses in the band <laughs> like what that ain't no what yeah rapper, it's, it's, it's a country song no raps like that yeah it's a country song but you know like i said i think like i said they try to classify it as hip-hop because it's a black guy that made a country song and like, oh no we can't have that but yet you know but you sing molly cyrus artist with with, with Juicy J and, and and it made a whole J's on my feet shit and, and oh my god you know yeah that's hip hop though you know it's fine for <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's fine for you know a Caucasian person to uh, come over to the hip hop you know that's mainly you know dominated by you know African American people it's dominated by us 
and it's fine for them to do it. But the moment you cross into their stuff, oh no, this isn't this isn't country. This isn't so. It's and it, and it's fucked up. Yeah, no, this is hip hop. You understand? Hip hop because he's black. That's it. You call him hip hop because he's black, bro. It, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But um, but yeah, you know, old times. I think a song. It, it's a good song. I mean, it's a. I mean, it's. I mean, my opinion, like, I don't mean, hate I on it. You gonna sound like Davies if you hate on it. All right, well, let me sound like Davies then. I mean, me and him both. We both from New York, so we both in the same category. Let's go, Davies. Like, fuck this song. Oh, man. This ain't no fucking, this ain't no fucking rap song. <laughs> but boys want to talk about nah, a damn rap song. I, I, I think we're going to end off right here. This you know, ain't no rap song, y'all. Make sure y'all heard it again. It, 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 it's, a, it, it's a country song, but just don't hate on like Davies. But yeah, we're, we're going to wrap up here. Um, Hopefully... We, we may drop another episode this week if not this week we're gonna you know we're definitely coming back next week on it maybe do daily I mean weekly updates on uh, Wednesdays 6pm maybe the time slot that we do uh, to get personal updates go follow the Twitter page of uh, the BBK podcast make sure you tell your friends about it you know this podcast is gonna be everywhere in a few days it'll be on Spotify the Apple podcast Berserk is gonna be everywhere we're going to possibly try to put it on YouTube if we can. But it's for sure, it's always going to be on the Anchor app right here live, 6 p.m. every Wednesday. Make sure you favorite us, everything like that. Tell your friends about us. We're going to get out there. We're trying to get this thing booming. Appreciate y'all listening in. <laughs>